The Greenlight Podcast will see clearly now with Oakley jumping into the podcast game. Head to oakley.com for the greatest shades in the game. Oakley even offers prism lens technology. What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? Head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me, try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life and I can assure you Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com, O-A-K-L-E-Y, for more information today. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. The specialist of episodes today, Facts and the King. Bo Allen and Nate Collins give you a long preview of their show that joins the Greenlight family. We'll have fresh Facts and the King content for you every Wednesday starting July 19th. But first today, a whole lot of fun. We talk some of the biggest stories from the last week. Michael Rubin's white party and all the stars that attended. The Oppenheimer and Barbie movie release date plan. Bo and Nate both tell a couple football stories an underrated overrated draft and answer a couple mailbag questions we obviously have a ton of fun a little introduction to Bo and nate for those of you who haven't heard them before and an introduction to facts and the king which hopefully you'll stick around for every wednesday starting july 19th we'll be back thursday with a very special guest current nfl player and we might even have chris check in from montana We are on a special edition of Greenlight today. I am Dr. Fax, and I am with my co-host, the Butter King. And we are with also our producer of our new show that will be starting July 19th and every Wednesday with new content, the Fax and the King. We will be talking trending topics, football stories. We're also going to be hammering college football this season coming up. So we're excited. Our producer, Fauche, um, everyone might not be familiar with him and his voice. Are you excited for Facts and the King? I'm amped. I'm juiced. Couldn't be, couldn't be more thrilled. You, Fauche, little I'm... back info. Fauche is a recent graduate from the University of Virginia. And so he's freshly out of college. And oddly enough, Bo, the Butter King, is still in college. So let's college. So let's let's talk about that and how that's going for you, Bo. Uh, it's going really good. I actually had a ten thirty exam scheduled for today, my first one of two for the second business analytics course. But I, you know, I sent my professor a little email. Said. Excuse me, uh, Andrew, I have some very important work obligations. I was hoping maybe I could take it after, you know, 5 p.m. when these work obligations are over. He obliged, so I'll be taking that tonight. Um, But, yeah, very excited. College is going well. I got, like, two or three weeks left, and then I'm officially a college grad. Like, our 
like our boy, young William Fauchet. I don't mean. Welcome to the club. I don't mean to throw you out there, but have you settled down? Because at the start of these summer courses, you were being kind of annoying with, with the college stuff. I can't even lie. Uh, you know what, facts? I've not settled down at all, man. That's just me, baby. You got to learn to love it. I'm all fucking hopped up on zen and caffeine, baby. I'm ready to go. I apply that to podcasting, schoolwork, you know, all my other fun activities that I got going on. And that's just, you know, that's what you're going to get, baby. So is this for you to finish credits for your undergrad? Or what, what is this that you're... Undergrad, yep. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I... So I left with uh, 12 credits left. I was gone for so long, I came back with 19 and so I've just been banging them out over the last two years since I retired, and this is my last one. I'm going to throw a big-ass grad party. You're both invited. Actually, facts, you're not invited, man. You've been shit-talking me too much. <laughs> Everyone else is invited, though. I'll crash that. Come on through. I'll crash that shit, bro. <laughs> Fauché will be my party planner. I think he was, like, probably head of the party planning committee on his, his frat. At first, you know? and, and actually, I might not even want to go to that party, mainly because oh. of... What kind of hat are you wearing right now, bro? Like, cool? You don't like this hat? No. This is my summer look, man. Yo, it's a saucy little bucky. I'm kind of pumped about it. Cue no sex in the champagne room, bro. Take off that silly-ass hat, bro. All right, facts. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, is this, bro. Is this, is this more your speed, baby? Yo, you're like, you know what you look like right now? You look like a TikTok filter, bro. Like, honestly, with that hey, hat on. Just a little quick podcast, a little quick outfit change. I got more hats on here, man. I could do this shit all day. We'll see. Like, I'm kind of feeling myself in this What's one, up with the... Wh why do you have so many hats, bro? Like... It's summer. Come on, man. It's summer. I like to get a little new hat each summer. Lack of color. It's a fun Australian brand. Talk to your girl about it. She might be familiar. They got some great hats. Check them and out. And where are you right now? Plop. I'm actually up in my cabin, northern Wisconsin. Um, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dox myself, but I'm up here in northern Wisconsin. Got a beautiful family cabin. Um, had a couple of my buddies from Tampa up this week, actually. Cam Brait, Ryan Griffin, and their families, their wives, and um, the Griffin family has a young child by the name of Bo. Oh, nice. Uh, Second cutest bow that I know personally. So crazy, and uh, we've had a really good week. That's so crazy. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll fill you in on something. Believe it or not, it was already set in stone. If I was having a boy, his name was going to be Bo Collins. Like, and believe it or not, yeah. it was going to be Bo Allen Collins because Allen is my father's name. So. That is... Look at that chemistry, <laughs> Facts. It's meant to be. That, Come on, that baby. Was, that was the planned name for whatever reason. Um, my, my girl, she loves that name. But it was going to have the X on the end of it. A little spice. Yeah, that's swag. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and now I fucking ruined that for you, huh? Is that still the plan? or No, that's that not going to be my daughter's like, hey, name. Hey, baby, we can't do that anymore. <laughs> that's Bo Derek, you know? That's... That's a classic. True, true. Just keep it in consideration. That's yeah. all I ask. Well, it's funny, actually. When, when I first signed down in Tampa, I met Ryan Griffin. You know when you sign with a new team and, like, you're kind of feeling everybody out and you feel like you're the new kid at school? Yep. So I, like, grab my, my, little, my little food from the cafeteria and I'm, like, scoping out the, you know, the, like, the tables and stuff. I sit down next to Griffin, introduce myself, and he goes, 
God, one of the first things he ever said to me, this is like a good friend of mine. He goes, God damn it, man. Like me and my sister were always racing to see who'd have a kid first so we could name it Bo. And you just fucking completely ruined it for me. Like completely ruined it. And he never brought it up for like five years. And then in December, yeah, beautiful baby boy. Chose an awesome name for it, baby Bo. So that yeah, don't, uh, you know, that, that could still work out for you. Facts. Come on, baby. <laughs> Next one, hopefully it'll be a boy, and we we will definitely circle back to revisit that to see if it happens for sure. Absolutely. I mean, uh, also I want to let you know, facts. Been playing a lot of yard games up here, and oh, I seen I'm that. Kind of a stud. Are you spike ball, can jam? We also we've been playing uh, like giant beer pong, which is like you get like you know like. 20 gallon uh like garbage can garbage cans and like play big beer pong with like six cups a lot of yard games man that's what summer is all about i'm i'm pumped for it so you can't be you know i know you we played some yard games you're kind of you know fucking dogging me out as a teammate no i i just want to let you know see, that i was carrying this week. see i understand why you don't want to invite me because you want to be you want to be like the winner like in front of your friends and all your old friends. So having having <laughs> someone like me around for yard games probably puts a damper in it for you because I'm much better than you in all of those games you just named. Because Bo, you're I don't watch you steal my shot. Yeah, maybe. you're you're you. I can imagine you're probably very terrible in basketball. And that beer pong, Whoa. that that over large beer pong game sounds like it's basically basketball on the ground. So. It kind of is, yeah. But beer, I mean, we were playing beer dice, too. It was, dude, we've, oof, we've been getting after a little bit up here. It's, it's fun. You'll have to come up, check it out. We'll do a retreat. Facts and the king from the cabin. I mean, you say that, be, but be excellent. Just, I just need the invite, man. You just got to invite me, bro. Hey, it's just a, you know, a drive and a flight and then another drive away, man. <laughs> Anytime you want to come up, baby. At the end of the day, though, facts, the cabin's all about having good times and uh, happy to be doing the pod from up here. I want to introduce this awesome, awesome fucking segment we have. My boy, Dr. Facts, we noticed in daily conversation, he loves wrapping things up and saying at the end of the day. So we have this kind of little bet going where if we do a pod and facts says at the end of the day, you're going to hear a little ding. <laughs> Like that, and that means that Fax has five. If he says uh, if he says five, less than five, we'll give you five or less. Then uh, he gets to kind of wrap it up at the end of the day, at the end of the pod. He can wrap it up with a little, you know, a little tidbit, a little Fax thought. And if he says more than five, then your boy, the Butter King, gets to uh, have the final say. So something tells me you might be hearing those dings <laughs> a little bit throughout. But what? Enough about my summer. I've talked a lot about cabin yard games. Uh, what you got going on, Facts? You got a little haircut recently? You look lined up. You look good, man. Thank you. I got a haircut and I got my locks freshly touched up, which for people, um, mainly white people who probably don't know about <laughs> the whole dreadlock process. I, hold on. Time out. Facts. I just want to state for the record, I, I don't trust white barbers. Just it's about as easy as that. So I'm with you, man. Just I know I I know not, a couple. I know a couple. I'll go to a salon. I know a couple good white barbers. If I'm getting the ends trimmed up, yeah, so do I. But it's not the same experience, you know. But sorry, it go definitely ahead. isn't. I know what you're saying. But my hair how do you, how long do you think it took for my hair to get redone, Bo? If you had to guess, uh, I'm gonna say like three to five hours. 
Oh, that's a good guess. It took it took three and a half hours. Three and a half that's hours. Cool. And I was telling the guys yesterday um, that the best part of getting like dreads done, it's almost 90% chance for me, as soon as I get in that chair, the first hour, I'm definitely dozing off. <laughs> and for whatever reason, <laughs> it always ends up being like the best nap ever. And I don't know if like the pulling, like, like the kind of like gentle like pulling of like the dreads is like massaging, but it's different mm. than like getting a haircut where you can't really doze off getting a haircut because the barber has to manipulate your head like so many different ways, like in a short like time period. So you can never really get that off. But I was telling them that that nap, the first hour of getting my hair done was absolutely amazing. And Shout out to Richland. She always does an amazing job <laughs> on my dreads. And I was glad that I was able to sneak in and get a spot because this lady, I think she's one of the best ladies who do dreads in this area. And bro, she's like booked up, booked up. Like, hey, next time I'm in Seaville, I'm getting dreaded up. <laughs> I wonder. I you think I could pull that look off? Mm, mm-mm. <laughs> no, no. You, All right, we'll see, man. We'll 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 have you style my hair. I'll style your hair. We'll do like a Fax and King swap. You can wear this hat. You look fucking great in it. But this is what I was wondering, Fax. Is that like uh like falling asleep when you're getting hair done? Like everyone likes to have their hair touched. There's nothing weird about it. But like, is that like if you're if you're you know the barber, the lady that's doing your hair, is that is she kind of like, oh, here we go again? Or does she like it because you're out and you're not, she doesn't have to worry about you, you know? I think, I think she likes it, like, at the end of the day. I, I feel like it's not like I'm moving around a lot. Um, yeah, I, I'm not. Hold I'm, on. Fauché, we need a quick, we need a faster <laughs> gun on these, man. We yeah, I got to get on the trigger. As soon as he trigger. says at, like, as soon as we hear that at the, boom, boom, boom. I want it mid-sentence. Sorry, go ahead. That's go so ahead, funny. No, but I don't, I don't think it's a burden. Um, I don't think it's a burden for hairstylists. Not, not for doing dreads and what I get, like, basically a, a yeah. retwist. It's not, it's not like I'm getting them freshly done. That might be an issue, but since they're already in, and it's like it's, like it's already guided for what she has to do. Um, my head really doesn't have to move too many directions throughout the whole three hour process. So I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, yeah, I feel like it's a little bit of a guilty pleasure though. Falling asleep at like, you know, the salon or the barbershop or whatever. It's like, you know, parks and rec when Ron Swanson's getting his shoes shined, (laughs) he like lets out a little moan. I don't know if you're a parks and rec. I don't, I'd be shocked facts, but Ron Swanson lets out a little moan and he's getting his shoe shine and it's. I was wondering if it was one of those things, but I think it's a little. Don't be normal. shocked. I've yeah. seen Parks and Rec before, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting you to be like, "Nah, that's a white people show." Nah, Parks and Rec. It, is it, it, it definitely is a white people show, but it's funny. It's a good show. I was taking a look at for everyone who is Greenlight fans and new listeners. Um, the link will be in the bio for this episode, but the Greenlight crew. We combined all of our top 10 songs to make a green light mystery playlist. And you can check that playlist out on Spotify. And I have to say, Bo, 
I absolutely have no idea what songs you pick. I don't know your I don't know your Ooh. I don't know your taste. I think um one song that maybe I think could be you, but it's probably not is the Making My Way Downtown. <laughs> Everyone was wondering that on Twitter. That I'll so that song, just so you know, for future reference facts, it is a banger. Look. It's uh, Vanessa Carlton, A Thousand Miles. And that was not me. Okay. Believe it or not. Funny that, I I kind of think that was Kyle. The, the, that's my that's my dark horse pick for that, Kyle. I can't wait to see uh, that. If it wasn't you, I think. It, you're right, man. It's if hard. If it wasn't, for, wasn't you, I think it was probably making. But the funny thing about that song in particular is it almost made my list, but the remix, there's like a there's like a drill remix to that song where it starts out the same exact way and then they start talking about killing people. <laughs> <laughs> so it just turns it up a little bit. It's, it's so same the, themes, you know. As soon as the hook dropped. And and the funny thing is about that story, Vanessa Carlton, she cleared it after hearing it and seeing how viral it went the song she cleared it and let them put the song out and so like they make money off the song i think it's got gotten a lot a lot of views it's so funny um to hear that but i feel yeah. like hey how hard was it though to pick your top 10 songs like i i kind of it took me a long time because i feel like my music like my favorite song is kind of mood dependent. Like, okay, it's summer right now. Like, I want some fucking upbeat stuff. But the classics are the classics. Like, your favorites are the favorites. But then you kind of feel like people are going to go through and scrutinize you based on your picks. See, like, you, I'm going to get dogged out if I pick A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. What I'm, what I'm realizing Carlton, like, what I'm realizing about this exercise is that everyone that was a part of this exercise cares way too fucking much what people, <laughs> like, like, about, like, your music taste. Like, who cares? If it's top 10, like I told Kingston, at the end of the day, like... Top 10, though. Bro, on your on Spotify or on, on, all these, on all these platforms, you can literally click and see what songs you've played the most ever. And, like, realistically, that's your, that, that should be somewhere close to your top 10, if not top 5, I would think, in that, in, in that top 10 list. At least five of those, I, I would feel like, would just be on your list. See, and then the, that takes care of the most. I don't mean to jump in here, but the problem with that, and I didn't mention this yesterday when we were talking about it, but the problem with that, y'all don't put your stuff on on shuffle. That's all I do. Just shuffle it. And that way you I don't do. yeah. go back yeah. through and, it, still, and it won't have the same. But still, even on shuffle, when you hear songs you like, you, you don't like them. Like, at the end of the day, I, I have a, a playlist that I have that's all my liked music. And... When just like Bo saying, I go through here and there, and then I do put it on shuffle, and songs I hear again in my end of time, I'm be like, why is this on here? This is trash. Take it off that list. I've got a playlist too. Bo knows about it. Dat Nunu. It's got no skips, and all That's of these are are favorited. So I can't. It's hard to disseminate and through because they're all the best songs. But yeah, I think Matt and I were saying we, we had like a list of fifty songs, uh, like our first run through that we needed to pare down to ten. And that is yeah. absurd. Ridiculous. You guys I had like twenty. You guys honestly care way, way too much. I, I think <laughs> it's. I'll say this though: the playlist slaps. It's, I've been listening to it up here at the cabin, and it's fucking really good. But it is, dude, it is hard to pick like who's what. But I'll tell you this: I know 
I like I will be shocked if Faxon pick give me that nut because he is by far the horniest guy on the pod. Well, the horniest guy on the pod. And that is a horny song. Was that your well, pick? Prepare to be shocked because I've never even heard that damn song. Shout out Wow. Shout out to okay. Shout out to G Easy. We've seen him live, but I've never <laughs> heard of the song Gimme That Nut. Nice try though, right. bro. Horniest guy on the pod didn't pick the the horniest song. But I, I have a couple others that I feel pretty confident about. Like I I'm I I'd put some money down that Chris picked Time by Pink Floyd and Highway and Highway Men. Uh I think Kingston did Everlong. Kingston strikes me as a big Foo Fighters guy. <laughs> and then I also think uh Macon did Lose Yourself. You know? That's the only he just person hyped himself with the up before the pod. That's the only person with the answer key I can say you're on to something without confirming or denying. So what I would like to ask for maybe for all people involved, was there any artists that shockingly for you that wasn't on the list? I was a little surprised that, that the Grateful Dead didn't feature more. I thought so, the Grateful Dead would have had more. The Eagles, I I was embarrassed I didn't have an Eagles yeah. pick. It was funny. So I was playing I almost the, put one of these nights on there. Uh, I was letting the playlist play the other day and I was like cleaning up and after like 45 minutes of the playlist, like playing like in the background, I go into the living room to talk to my girl and she, um, I end up asking her like, Hey, look at this playlist and see if you can pick which 10 songs are mine. I was like, this is what we're doing on the podcast. And she was like, Oh, she goes, I was wondering why you were listening to the songs you were listening to. She was like listening in the other room. And I was like, what song made you think about that? She was like, the boys are back in town. (laughs) (laughs) She heard that song. Fucking banger. She heard that song. And she was like, why is he listening to that song right now? Like cleaning up. Because for whatever reason, I'm a big I'm a big Eminem guy when I'm cleaning up for for whatever reason. It gets my mojo going. You're cleaning out your closet, baby. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but but the decipher It was interesting to see though. I, I, I would be like I would be so shocked. And maybe we should get like a bigger prize if anyone can like really guess and decipher everyone's list. There's there's a few fans who've tried um already and one of them did pretty well on mine, but everyone else is, he didn't have, I don't think, over five picks right. And I was just thinking about it, like, even being around everyone as much as we are, there's no way I can ever get anyone's list, like, like remotely right at all. And No, lots of tra- Traveler album from Chris Stapleton, too, is heavily, heavily featured, which is a great album. But it's like, how do you discern, like, which person picked which song on there? And then only only one repeat, I think, the Great Gig in the Sky by Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe there'd be another another like couple repeats in there. Uh but it's like a pretty honestly, it's a good playlist. Like give it a listen. I, I'd be interested to see what everyone thinks. It's it's pretty fun fun activity. Yeah. You know? No, it definitely was. Great idea. And hopefully the playlist grows and shout out to Matt having to hook the playlist up because now he's going to be famous on Spotify. <laughs> the, that playlist going to have monthly listeners and all that. So that's lit. Bro, it's hard to not reveal who picked what because you all are 
pretty interested, and uh, some of them are so funny. Like, I really want to say who did it, but hopefully all will be revealed soon. I can't wait. All I will be revealed. can't wait to see. <laughs> to, to all right, see facts. Everyone. We talked a lot about this summer, shit we've been up to. I've been, I've been, you know, I've been doing a little bit of partying this summer, which has been really fun, but I'm going to tell you about a party FOMO I had, oh. which was Michael Rubin's white party. I, I, he, he like, I, th- I think it's in the Hamptons, right? But, like, I was looking at a bunch of pictures. It was sad how much I was creeping on this thing. Like, this is my question. I don't know if you saw a lot about this, but I was creeping on all these pictures. Like, obviously, everyone's wearing white. Everyone's looking really good. But, like, you get fucked up at a party like this because it's, like, a baller party. <laughs> like, tons of stars are there. Stars were out. Are you? And, like, people are, like, taking pictures with, like, tequila bottles and stuff. It's, like, are, are they fucked up? You know, that's what I want to know. It- Cause I'd be sloppy, just sweating through all my white, like white t-shirt contests. Like my linens are soaked. I'm drunk on tequila. Well, if, I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of what I was wondering about. That. I can't believe you, being an ex Eagles fan, you must not follow Meek Mill on social media because everyone, no, everyone actually. in Black Twitter right now is shitting on Meek Mill because he posted a picture with the picture is him basically hugging a toilet and the caption is drank way too much tonight. And, and he, <laughs> and he, believe it or not, is the reason why Michael Rubin is even like integrated into like the hip hop world because Meek Mill free Meek Meek. Exactly. That whole situation spawned a friendship. And now later years, Michael Rubin stills, Steals the party of the summer, the white party of the summer from P. Diddy, and it goes up yeah. with a blast. It's it's definitely one of the parties that now from here on out, if you hear about it, you want to like you want to be on that list to go. Yeah, well, we're gonna need to infiltrate that somehow. Let's figure it out. Well, I just followed Meek Mill on on Instagram. I'll slide in his DMs and. <laughs> See if we could cop the invite for next year. I, but also, there's some fun drama from the party, too. Facts I was reading about, and this kind of leads us into shit you can talk to your girl about. Because, you know, we all are podcasts, and we talk about gambling and zen and fucking board game, like yard games and shit. But it's like, sometimes you need to find some stuff to talk to your girl about. And so this is a fun one. The big rumors, rumors are swirling yeah, are. about Tom Brady, Kim Kardashian were dancing. Maybe they were grinding a little bit at this white party. And now they're being, you know, labeled an item. Like, are they dating? What's going on here? Rumors are swirling. So talk to your girl about that. Because what do you think about uh, about Tommy and Kimmy facts? That's a new power couple, man. What a rebound. So I, I had know. mixed emotions about this. Because immediately at first, I thought about it. And I was like, there's no way in hell someone like Tom Brady can handle being with a chick like <laughs> Kim Kardashian. And then I had to stop myself and be like, wait, 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 wait. Actually, Tom had the baddest chick, like the baddest supermodel in the world, like like on basically on yeah. paper. Like, and when that whole thing blew up, <laughs> the tabloids <laughs> were filled with that she's like a witch. So who knows really what he had to deal with behind closed doors. But the clout demon is a different type of animal. <laughs> like, like it's one thing that 
We didn't hear all these stories Clout about demon. like until until the end. We didn't hear all these stories about Giselle and what was going on. And we all know, obviously, behind closed doors, we like like they they kept that all under wraps. Tom dealing with someone like Kim K, like her entire there's nothing under wraps about her life. But then I stopped myself and said, wait. Tom is not a football player anymore. He is about to break in to the media world. And what better he is a football player though in his no. heart, in his soul. No, that doesn't matter, bro. He's on, he wants to be the best at everything <laughs> he does. And he's on to the next, he's on to the next stage of his life, which is broadcasting, which is media, which is, which is social media, which is clout. And what better way? to get clout leading up to his first season of doing this than attaching your name to Kim K. Smart. This is a guy who knows. He knows branding. I will say this. Let me – I've been waiting to get this out. Like, I, I'm trying so hard not to interrupt you, Facts. It's fucking tough for a guy like me. No chance. There is no chance. Tom Brady spent way too much time in New England where they keep everything under wraps. They focus on the main thing. Keep the main thing the main thing. There is – no chance. Also, new year, new me. close buddy of mine. New year, new me. Who I'm not going to mention. He he might have named his firstborn son after me. Spent a lot of time with Tom in a in a meeting room, and uh, you know I, I might have shot him a little text and asked him about you know some some little details about whether or not this had wings. He said no chance, no chance. So we'll see. I mean, I, I would love for it to happen. Give me a you know give me a Tommy and Kimmy sex tape. I would fucking. Me, I'd pay. I'd pay for. Let me. That. Let me tell you something, bro. If you guys thought I was fucking Kim K, and I was fucking Kim K, I would say no chance. Also, <laughs> <laughs> really, I, dude, I'd be shouting that to the rooftops, baby. And that's why you wouldn't get a chance to fuck Kim K, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, never say never, Max. <laughs> never say never. Just got approved on Raya. Kim K might be on there. T Swift might be on there. Oh. I'm swiping around, man. It's a scary world. So don't don't say no chance. You, you never know. Got my fingers crossed. I'm ready for some summer love. <laughs> I'm so excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. You all know I spend a good bit of time on the river and in the woods, and I need something that protects the eyeballs but gives me a clean, fresh look. Oakley's are changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, train? Just want to look like your favorite athlete like, uh, I don't know, Lamar Jackson, Debo Samuel, uh, Justin Jefferson? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakley's today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self, there's more than meets the eye. Here on the show, we're all about looking good and playing good and that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. We don't leave our house in the morning without our Oakleys. And since it's officially almost summer, you need to upgrade your sunglasses game now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. I rock the Sutro TIs because they have a solid style that fits my work play way of life. They look great when I'm in the field at softball and I'm on the river enjoying a float, but they also come in clutch whenever I need to look professional. Oakley even offers prism lens technology. What the hell is that you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? Head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. 
When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me. Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com, O-A-K-L-E-Y, for more information today. What do you got for me on the Vegas sphere, facts? So I've been looking at all these videos, and it's it's crazy. I feel like how far we've come with this stuff. You know, like, it's just this big-ass, giant, alien-looking sphere in the middle of the desert that they've put so much cool stuff on. Foshe, give us a rundown of some of the um, some of the displays that they've lit up on the on the Vegas sphere. So they've had like Sandy Cheeks' house from SpongeBob. They've put an Amazing. eyeball on it. They've done a globe. They've got it as a basketball right now, getting ready for the G League to come to Vegas. I mean, this thing is <laughs> sick to look. You know at. what I'm waiting for? So them to have a bit a big you. ass titty, a booby. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's exactly where my horniest guy on the pod, Doctor. No, nah, it's just. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I went it's there just too. Mar- it's just not? marketing, yeah. like maybe Showgirls or one of those long, long going shows down there in Vegas have a time frame. No, I was thinking the other thing, dude. They need to make it appropriate. Like, how do you make a giant titty in the middle of the desert? No, you don't have to make it appropriate. What no. You do. No, you, you breast cancer awareness, baby. Ooh, Perfect. Yeah, mammogram. Go get your titty. Perfect. Go, get, go yeah. get your titties checked, baby. Let's start a campaign. Giant boob. <laughs> Hashtag breast cancer awareness. Let's get like October comes around in Vegas. That thing needs. I want to see a big nipple. They, they probably you know? got that on deck ready. That's funny. It's <laughs> definitely awesome. But yeah, the the sphere. Just like I was saying before, technology. The, the evolution of technology is at an all-time high right now, and this mm-hmm. arena looks amazing. And I'm, a, I'm from New York, and I grew up going to MSG in the city. Um, th- these are the same people who built the MSG in New York, which is supposedly the most famous arena in the world, um, one of. Iconic. Yeah, and to see this rollout for this arena by the same people, I just want to say bravo. Because it's something yeah. that we've never seen before, and we all know now just with this small sample size of the rollout that they that they have been doing, what they can do is probably like they're probably going to blow our minds even more. Because even now, when you walk through New York City, they have billboards where they make you flinch because they look like they're coming out at you, <laughs> and they haven't even, or at least they haven't shown or showcased maybe that aspect, what they'll maybe be able to do to make things look like they're kind of projectiling off that. But like I was saying um, on the radio show, I just hope or I wonder stat-wise how many car accidents this fear will cause in Vegas. Because... Yeah, especially if they make it a giant boob. Especially Everyone's that. Gonna be breaking their neck looking at that thing. Bro, it's something... It'll be a huge spike... I think us as drivers, there's already so many things that are distracting, but that sphere is probably driving-wise when you're in Vegas, you probably can see it from very far out. And I just wonder how many fender benders or or um, accidents or stop shorts that this will end up causing. Stop short. Yeah, because just think about <laughs> it. Like, like it, it's something you stare at. Like when you're in t- – if you ever drive through Times Square, which is an absolute nightmare – 
it, it, you, you find yourself like looking at stuff and it's like, damn, I can't be looking <laughs> at stuff right now because there's so many cars going in every direction. But with that sphere, it, it, it'll be real hard not, not to, to take a longer than a peak look. Agree. And I got one more that I really want to see on that sphere. May 4th comes around next year. I want to see a big ass Death Star, you know? For May 4th, light that thing up, Star Wars. Give me the Death Star, you know? <laughs> oh, how do you miss that? Like, we need that. Come on. You know baby. what's coming, too? I can't wait for when it when it turns into a big ass Pokeball. Shout out to all the Pokemon fans oh, out yeah. there. That's just an easy layup. Have, have it catching like a Pikachu or a Charizard. It'll be lit. So one other thing that was crazy, there was a soccer player that decided that in the middle of the game, I guess, you know, you got to go when you got to go. And he decided that it was okay to just take a piss on the field during a game and is immediately handed a red card by the officials. I was wondering, you know, you guys are in these football games. We've seen now they've got like the porta potty kind of things on the sidelines, but you know, back back in the day, how were you guys just ripping a piss during these games? Because when you got to go, you know, you got to go. Uh, you can't red card a guy for that. Hydration is crucial. So I, you kind of said it. They have the blue medical tent now. Here's a little seeker, a little an, an NFL insider tip. If you see a guy who has no apparent injury and he disappears for a while and he's in the blue medical tent, he's taking yeah, a he's piss. On a, All right, he's on a up. knee taking a piss in that tent. Exactly. But, and then the other thing, you said it, Foshe, they got the cups now. It's like this, it's a very well-designed, like, I feel like it was engineered by NASA, like, scientists for, people, like, astronauts or something. They have these little piss cups that you just fit around your dick. Like, what? you know, I, 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 need, I need the XL one. Yeah, and that's what you do now. It's kind of nice. But, hey, when I was a rookie, I hadn't quite yet figured out how to like surreptitiously take a piss on the sideline and hydration was very important for Chip Kelly. We tested our hydration every day and you know, seventh round pick, I'm a rookie. I'm trying to be hydrated. I'm not trying to be up on that board, my name in red because I'm fucking not drinking. Is this going where I'm going, where I think it's going? We'll we'll see. (laughs) Well, like, (laughs) well, you think I pissed my pants during the game? Because that has happened. That's happened a lot. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, but that's not where I was going with this. I had to take a piss on the sideline so bad, so bad. And I'm a rookie. I have no idea what to do. Connor Barwin, shout out. He, he's like one of those vets who just, you know, show me the ropes. He, he goes, this is what you do. He takes a bunch of towels. You ball them up. You put them in your pants. And you take a, you take a knee on the sideline. Your boys kind of huddle around you. Make a little piss wall. And that's where you piss. So, like, they're kind of showing me. It's a great learning moment for a young rookie, you know, like, all my boys just teaching me how to be an NFL vet, taking a piss with the boys around. They're cheering me on. Fucking, we're playing the Redskins at the time. And uh, Nick Foles throws a pick. And someone goes and bodies him, like blocking. And Jason Peters finds it. It was Chris Baker. Goes and fucking lights him up. And there's a fight on the field as I'm taking a piss. So the piss wall just disappeared. Everyone's running out to go. You know, like when there's a fight, especially during the game, like, Everyone's got to like sprint over there to see what's happening. They just abandoned me. I'm mid piss. I'm like kneeling. I'm like, do I get up? Like, do I go? So I like, I'm trying to cut this piss off so I can sprint in, into the melee, into the scrum. And uh, like, by the time I get all that done, like it had all dissipated. Well, it turns out a lot of these dudes got fined for like leaving the bench area during the game. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, Fax? So they go over all the fines. And that, that was like a, 
Let's piss save me. It saved me like eight grand. Oh, wait, I have to back up so, a little bit with this story. So you're pissing in towels that are in your pants? Yeah. Yep. You're gross. You're gross, bro. You got to do what you got to do, like, man. It was like a panic piss moment. <laughs> what else? What else do I do? You know, I just offense is on the field. It just seems a little. I don't know what to do, just, man. It just seems a little weird that you ask for a wall. Like, what do you need a wall for if you're like if your dick isn't out? Like, like what do you what are you hiding? <laughs> you're just pissing into a towel. That's hey, that's the way Connor. That's the way Connor taught me, man. And I, and then I remember seeing a couple of years later, CB Connor Barnes with the Giants and got sniped taking a piss on the sideline. It's a hilarious, hilarious what's, image. We give him shit well, for what's all the worse? Time. What about the marathon runner that peeled off into someone's front yard to take <laughs> to take a shit, bro? Like imagine, I mean, imagine how bro, when ma- you're running a marathon, your body's shutting yo, down. Yo, but imagine exactly. Imagine how that feels. Like just like goddamn. I have to just go right now, and I'm and I'm twelve miles into a marathon, <laughs> and I just have to peel off. And someone's ring camera catches me just pulling down my pants, taking a shit real quick, no wipe, just back into the race like nothing happened. Back into it, fourteen more miles. <laughs> yeah, like after your most shameful moment, and you know that's coming back to you. Like you know you're not getting away with that. <laughs> no way, yeah, unless I mean, I and, and I feel like the only thing that makes that better is if somehow and some possibility you end up winning. But that person didn't win. That that like that person didn't win. <laughs> that 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 sucks. <laughs> they probably ran a lot better after that though. You know, <laughs> times drastically. Drastically improved. But that soccer player, the circle back, that soccer player was tripping. Like, you can't just, like, just whip your dick out, like, on the field and piss. If anything. Facts. I never thought I'd hear you say circle back. I love that. Corporate facts in the building. (laughs) But look, but look, if anything, you just got to piss on yourself. And for getting a red card, it's just like, dang, for all that, you could have just waited and got your red card and and go take a piss in in the locker room. <laughs> I, I support it. You got to do what you got to do. You can't red card a man for that. Come on now. You definitely got a red card, bro. What a piss. There's, bro, there's kids at, at soccer him. games, bro. You can't do that. <laughs> I'm surprised. I wouldn't be wondering if, if he doesn't get some charges brought up on him. Hopefully he doesn't, but I, I just think that's crazy. That's crazy to do that in the game. Well, it feels like you got to take the time to plan your piss, you know? Like, if you got to go, you go at halftime. How bad do you really have to go if you're that engaged in the game? Yeah, maybe you. Or, like, you wait till you score a goal, you know? That's your celebration. You just whip it out and start pissing. (laughs) Well, if you're thinking about planning pisses, you're definitely going to have to on the 21st when Barbie and Oppenheimer are coming out. You've got, like, four and a half, five hours of movies in possibly – Two of the biggest, you know, counterintuitive films to be released on the same. Let me day. ask you guys this. Oh, let me ask you guys this because you guys are white. Why are white people <laughs> obsessed with the oddest, like darkest shit? Like honestly, this is a story about the fucking atomic bomb, and you know what? It, you know what's gonna happen? What it does is. People are just going to be like, yeah, we need to use this on that country. We need to use that shit again. That's what we need to use to get rid of this person. That's what we need to use this. It, it's just never ending. But but everyone loves that shit. Like, and why? Like, why do you think it is? Like, look at you guys. You guys are both 
fucking have shit eating grins on your face right now <laughs> when I'm saying this. And it's just like, my, what's exciting about it? My shit eating grin comes from the fact that I love when you call out white people like that. Uh, first of all, I'm excited about this movie because I love Christopher Nolan. All right. The IMAX film is 11 miles long. Look at that commitment to detail. Imagine the sound you're watching this, the sound of the atomic bomb exploding at IMAX. Come on, man. How does that not get your dick hard? But no, this is going to be a great movie. I love, uh, I love Christopher Nolan. Think about some of the movies he's done, man. And this is his only R-rated one because it is very dark. It's a dark subject. And then if you if you look into like I did a I did a deep rabbit hole deep dive of Oppenheimer as a man. He's a pretty interesting guy. Yeah. You know he had some very interesting like political views. I don't know if our resident historian Matthew Kingston would like to chime in. But I'm very uh, curious to see how they how Christopher Nolan explores the man behind the bomb. You know, I think it's going to be a great, it's going to be a good movie. I'm pumped about it. Yeah, I'll be catching that one before I watch Barbie. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> before? Yeah. How about this? I was thinking about this scenario. What if I took some boomers and went to go see Oppenheimer? <laughs> how would that go? You Oof. think you think that, that like could take a real dark twist, man? Like I mean, if you want to go all in, if you want to go all in, why not do that and go see go see it in IMAX? It'll probably be intense, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm in, man. I'll join you, but you're gonna have to hold my hand during the movie because I'm gonna have a panic attack for sure. <laughs> for sure, my palms are gonna be sweating. <laughs> is it? But then I mean, but then Barbie too. Like it's it's two movies that are so juxtaposed against each other. Like Barbie is like all bright colors. It's been fun to see like. I feel like Barbie's publicity team is fucking killing it. They have yep. like a Malibu dream house. I'm seeing all these different products come out from Barbie. Like they're really hyping it up. You know, like where's Oppenheimer's publicity team? Like, let me get a, let me get a bomb house. <laughs> like they got to keep up. I'm man. sure they're going to sell little, little, um, bomb toys some way, somehow. But the Barbie phenomenon is crazy just to see how long Barbie has been around. Um, I'm a huge thrifting guy and eBay reselling guy and original Barbies. They have high, high, high resale value, believe it or not. And I think the movie, I think honestly, the movie, uh, it's hard to say if it's going to do better than this, this, this Oppenheimer movie. Here's my question for you facts. You know, I said earlier, I'm on Raya. I'm going to match with Kim K or maybe T Swift. Those are the two that I'm kind of honing in on right now. And then I'm going to take them on a date to these movies. Which one, which is the better date Ooh. movie? Because I think you'd instinctively say Barbie because it's no. fun, it's lighthearted. No, you got to get that. But op take them to Oppenheimer and be like, hey, baby, our time's limited. We don't know when this bomb is going off. Like, but also, like, let's go back home and split this atom ourselves. No, it's a long movie, and you have to hope. That she's afraid, so she's like she's like leaning towards you. Or even right. worse, she's like really intrigued by it, and she's just like throwing popcorn in her mouth, and she thinks it's the greatest thing. And then you leave the movie like, yo, this bitch is sick. <laughs> like she's a, <laughs> she's a sicko. Because <laughs> what if that happens? Yeah. What if what if like the the dark parts of the movie? She's just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you do yeah. then? Oh. oh, I'm loving that. Barrier. That's what I'm going for, man. <laughs> That's what I need. 
<laughs> you guys are sick, <laughs> But the Barbie movie, the Barbie movie might, I, I think, it probably will is going to pull pull away from from um, this movie and sales. I think because you you can't bring kids to see the Oppenheiser, so there's going to be a lot of kids with their parents. I think watching this movie. We will see. I'm going to be seeing both back to back. Let's go, baby. This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the ideal app for spending, sending, and setting easy-to-track savings goals. Personally, I love using Cash App savings tools whenever I'm planning a family vacation. I just took my first family vacation as a father. We went to Italy, Kate, myself, and the baby. But keeping track of all our expenses can be tricky, and it was but it wasn't as tricky with Cash App because when all the prices are in euros, nobody knows what the hell's going on. So when we're renting a scooter, getting an espresso, or sitting down to a course of the Tagliatelle, Cash App had us covered with a separate account that let me track spending and set goals. So whether you're saving up for a trip, a rainy day, or a sunny life, Cash App has the easy tools to help you take control of your money and financial life. Download it for free in the App Store and Google Play and see why it's the number one finance app in the U.S. App Store. Good news. The Thursday show we do with AMP will continue. 4.30 every Thursday. The Greenlight team, Cowboy Reed, Fax, Kingston. Uh, I'll pop through there sometimes. On AMP, you can interact with us really easily. There's a call-in button. We invite call-ins all the time. You can talk directly to us, ask us questions, ask us our favorite music. We might even play some. There's also a live chat during the show. If you have a question about a topic we're talking about, fire it off in the chat. We'll answer. We're going to be uh, we're gonna be doing what we've been doing all fall, uh, every Thursday at 4.30 on AMP. Uh, check us out. We've got another segment ready for us to uh, dive into here. A little overrated, underrated. So we've got a couple different topics, and you guys can share what your overrated version is and what your underrated version is. So we can get right to it. We'll go underrated first. First topic is medieval weapons. All right. Before we get into this, you guys remember like in the I don't know if maybe this was just like me in my like elementary school, but there was the sickest book about medieval weapons. It was called like it was just called like weapons. I feel like we can find a graphic of this. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I do. (laughs) Which is, of course, you know, what I'm talking about, Matt, like this, this mailbag topic just completely brought me back to that just paging through this book as like an elementary schooler like we got to find that book man because like that i just had an absolute nostalgia blast from that one of my favorite pastimes was going to medieval times yo medieval times is a, a lot of places and for listeners maybe outside the country it's like a role play theater show like you eat and it's dinner in a show and you're like you're sitting in a section where you're 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 cheering for your color night and medieval yeah, times. Uh, yeah, medieval times. And it's I just remember going to that my first time and it being so much fun. So much fun. But when I seen this segment, <laughs> I was so excited because the one time I was there, I was mad as hell at my night's choice of weapon <laughs> and, and i was just like so like if we're gonna start what off, was it i'm gonna go uh, for overrated i'm gonna go ball and chain bro 
the ball and chain is trash, bro. It's trash because it takes it takes momentum and like rhythm for one to kind of get that thing going where it's gonna do the most damage. And you have to be precise. And I feel like for what you have to do, you have to get in too close unless you're just going to throw it and hope you're going to hit and kill this person. Like you have to get too close to do damage. And it's, and it, and it's, I feel like it's too up in the air. It's too much up in the air. It's not, Fact, it's not that could not disagree more. <laughs> no, could not. Dis- though. Hey, and I'll tell you why the ball and chain, bro, Lord of the Rings, the witch King of Angmar. Are you kidding me? Have you seen his fucking weapon? It's so sick. He just bashes Theoden off his horse like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of had actually for underrated. I don't know if this falls in the same category or not. I was thinking mace. They had spray back in the day. Imagine just bashing somebody's skull in like this dude comes out in all his fancy armor. I can. At night, you're like, oh, okay, buddy. And you hold up a fucking giant stick, big ass dudes like us with a huge just spiked ball in the end and you just smoke him dent the fuck out of his like you know his fancy little helmet he can't see shit this, he's flailing around you just ba- bash him with your mace dude see well i can think we're all like all of these um a lot of these weapons are very similar because what you're saying is my underrated which is a morning star which is very similar to that yeah. Because it's basically like... So that's kind of what I was actually thinking. See, exactly. It's basically like a bat that at the end of it, like that Morningstar, it's a whole lot of damage done with that. And it's something that I can bash you in your head and quickly take it out to hit someone else like again. With with the ball and chain, you have to get momentum again and... I think it's too much if you're in a battle and there's more than just you going one-on-one, which a lot of medieval battles, okay. there, there weren't a lot of one-on-one fights going on back then. It, it's my crew versus your crew. So it's going to be a lot, of, a lot of, and if you're in a short space, like you might not be able to get the momentum with swinging something like that to, to really hurt them. You know what I mean? Here, here's my overrated. <laughs> Bow and arrow. Pussy weapon, man. Come and find me on the battlefield. You're just going to go take pot shots at me from, you know, 50 yards away. No. Every, Boo. Nah, bro. Pussy weapon. Bow and arrow. Overrated. Come find me. I got a big-ass mace. I'll be out there. You know where to – come and get this Everyone's work. not Everyone's not gifted with size like me and you, so I respect – if you can <laughs> be a nice archer and you can take people down from afar or slow them down before they get to you – I think that's fire. I think that is fire. Yeah, as the guy that didn't play in the NFL, I'm 100% going underrated bow and arrow for yes. sure. You know what my oh. risk of life is with a bow and arrow? Let me tell you, it's low from up on top of the castle, and I'm collecting bodies from the I tower. I can see. I'll, hey, I'll respect that pick, Foch, if you can shoot from horsebacks, you know, like a Mongolian raider. If not, nah, I got a little slit up here. And then I'm decked out in armor with a fucking mace. Nah. You can't, you know, these arrows are just me clanking off me, man, with your little, your little flint arrows. Mm-mm. Not like me, dude. I'm Legolas. I'm putting it in between the cracks of your armor. You're done for. You have no Straight shot. Right through the eyeball. Hey, we'll, we'll, do some, we'll do some facts in the king LARPing. <laughs> 
and we'll uh well, like that movie Role Models, we're gonna be out there Dude. just beating the shit out of I each other a, with maces and morning stars. Yo, across the street from um the hotel that we stayed in in Chicago, it's the Hilton on Magnificent Mile in Chicago, um downtown Chicago, across like a block away from the stadium, bro. They hold the biggest um LARPing like event, and one day like. All these fields in front of the hotel and outside of the stadium, they had, like, one of the biggest LARPing events. And, bro, when I tell you I didn't understand and know what LARPing was at first, <laughs> and seeing that shit in real life is absolutely comedy, bro. It's comedy. But the way that people take that seriously, I, I don't think I don't think they would allow someone like me to 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 join <laughs> or be a part of any league like that. The battle because you'd be fucking around too much, bro. I would be I would be <laughs> fucking around so much. But also too, I don't know if it's part of it to move slow. I'm not moving slow, and I'm slapping the shit out of people with those foam <laughs> weapons. Like I'm going all in. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. So my overrated then, if my underrated is the crossbow, excuse me, the bow and arrow, my overrated is the crossbow. It's just a bow and arrow, but like 20 times slower. I'm launching off like three or four arrows by the time that you're able to cock that thing back, get another one in, aim it down. It's just not efficient. And more stopping power, though. Exactly. Come on, read the weapons book, man. You can punch right through steel armor with those crossbow bolts. Because like he's saying. Fucking um, casual. Unless you're a marksman, what what (laughs) happens when you got to try to shoot a guy's horse? Like one arrow is not going to take down a horse, bro. You need that crossbow with that bigger, that bigger, um, like spear or that bigger arrow in it. Yeah, shaft. Yeah, to to get right that through the target. Big, thick shaft to punch right through. <laughs> Yo, boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our next topic for overrated, underrated is summer activities. Oh, this is easy for me. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make some em- enemies with this one. You ready, facts? Oh, don't say what I think you're about to say. Go ahead. <laughs> you already know where I'm going. Overrated river float. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overrated river flow. You're a hater. You're a hater. My boy Kyle Long went on a little Twitter tirade the other day and got all y'all's panties in a bunch. Ooh. And I agreed with every single I was lurking from afar, agreeing with every single tweet he but said. You really don't. River floats are overrated. You really don't. Bro, you know river floats are overrated when you gotta go to such great lengths as to have a farmer grow a massive pumpkin. To float down the river in it just to have fun. You're a hater, bro. Overrated. You're, you're literally sitting at a lake house right now. Did you not say that? Lake? It's, Let me get to my it's underwater. It's water, bro. It's water. But I'm going to say... It's it's not the water that's 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 underrated. It's the activity of floating down I can't even troll you right now and say lakes are underrated because I'm going out to Montana <laughs> to a lake. <laughs> At the end of the summer. Exactly. But I can say that my underrated is kayaking. Bro, I just got into kayaking, and honestly, kayaking has unlocked a whole new world for me. Because for one, for one, you realize that if you've never been kayaking, you're blocked off from so much more of the world. Like wherever you live. Wherever you're at, it's a it's a different view of 
everything around you. And that's amazing. Like you get to see nature in a different light. Shout out to Appomattox River Company um, for the hookup on the kayaks. Me and my girl, like we've been on the river kayaking. That's why I cannot agree with you at all. It's actually, it's actually strengthening our relationship since we've been going on the river and spending time. So everything you and Kyle are saying is kayaking on the river is great. Kayaking is great. I'm talking about floating, just floating, floating down the river. When kayak, you're mobile. You can cruise around. Oh, what's that? Let me go check that out. Oh, I can go upstream if I want. What a concept. When you're floating, you're just at the mercy of the rapids, man. You got to go figure out your car situation. It's a whole fucking thing, man. But kayaking on the river, I, I love. I'm a big kayak boy. Uh, you want to hear my underrated? <laughs> Walking. <laughs> summer, just a summer walk, you know? Underrated. A little hot girl walk in the summer. Come on, birds are chirping. You got a little coffee, maybe. You got to go somewhere and it's beautiful out. Let me just fucking walk on over. Let me just a little summer stroll. <laughs> Underrated walking. Maybe since maybe I just like walking more since I'm not fat as fuck. <laughs> I don't get as sweaty, you know. Overrated outdoors fitness. Outdoor fitness mm. during the summer mm. is overrated. Unless you need to be go inside. It it, it it it's too hot. It's way too hot. Um I I think there's exceptions sometimes when you live, like maybe like if you live near the beach, I think sand workouts can be good. But a lot of the times it's too hot. It's too hot. Go inside the gym or, or go, go somewhere like shaded over, but you don't need to be, you don't need to use the sun to, or to test mother nature, like as an additive to your, to your working out. And I know you're a big workout guy, Bo, but. I, I, oh, I disagree with you, of course. I love going outside, popping top, a little prison workout outside. Come on. I mean, I'm not, like, doing fucking yoga at the park with the moms, but, like, you know, I'm up here at the lake, got the lake view, got a nice little yard. Let me get let me get something in real quick. You know, let me get some vitamin D. Take my shirt off. A little sweat. It's not bad. <laughs> All right, so our last overrated, underrated topic is – modes of transportation and i'll kick this one off because i think that by far the most underrated mode of transportation are the little rentable electric scooters that you can get <laughs> you ever want to say fuck a walk you just get on a scooter it's like a buck 50 and you're cruising around feeling like an absolute king you've got the wind in your hair it's beautiful yes, outside folks. all the joys of walking yes. without having to move your legs i'm a huge amen brother yeah. you throw in a little zen let your hair down Ooh, <laughs> ooh. I, there's, that's one time i actually agree with that i, I had a short stint <laughs> where my license was suspended. So I was a huge, huge advocate of, of the scooter and, and riding the motorized scooter. But you got to be careful on those. They're, they're, they're pretty dangerous. Yeah. I've had a couple. Well, I've had a couple. Like Cowboy Reed and I had some good times scooting around <laughs> Charlottesville, Cowboy. We did. We, we whipped a dinner. Cool. We were shooting right down the corner. That was a blast. Oh, you guys ever? We were shredding yeah. our, bro. You guys ever have one turn off on you? That's uh -uh. scary. Short, stop short. Does but it I, straight, like wheels locked? Like, thank God I am an athlete. 
bro, slam down in between my legs, back tire. Like, if I didn't, like, run forward for my momentum, back tire was coming to hit me in my low back. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> Hard. But that's a great underrated. I'm going to say overrated mode of transportation. This is easy, is walking. <laughs> walking is so overrated. <laughs> you need your legs for so much more in life. And the fact that we have to walk so many places and and walking like stairs, it's it just it, – I'm waiting for an all-time. I mean, we have technology where it's different, but I just feel like escalators and things like that, um, they should be everywhere now, bro. Like, we, we, we walk too much, man. Sidewalks should just be like at airports. You know those, like, flat – Escalator. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, those yeah, the, yeah. the Jetsons. The sidewalk like, should be. Like I mean, like believe it or not, yeah, you're they, trying to get the, they, yeah. they, like they they gassed us. Like we we should be like living like the Jetsons already. They they did bare minimum walking, but you know the finesse is they they made us forget about it and they made walking marketable by making all these fucking trackers and putting all these step things. So now people <laughs> they want to take steps, and I'm like nah, like nah, bro. Like I I want I don't want to take I don't want to take steps. If you want to get your legs strong. Like, do, do some squats, man. Do... <laughs> Not outside, though. Yeah, like inside. Inside only. <laughs> All right. My, my underrated, similar vein as Fauché, but huge moped guy. Huge moped guy. Elite mode of transportation. It was my only, it was my, had a 50, I have a 50cc Yamaha Zuma in Tampa. I had no car for the last year. It kind of started off as a little bit of a bit, and then I just rolled with it. Got a, I got an e-moped up here in, in Minneapolis. Shout out Cake. Um, really stoked about that new steed. So I'm going to be cruising around the lakes. But it's kind of the same thing. Like, what's really nice about this e-moped is it's quiet as fuck. Put some tunes on. Smoke a little bit of reefer. Let the hair down. Throw in a zen. I'm cruising around. Also, it's an e-moped, but it looks like an e-bike. So I am just pulling the sketchiest maneuvers riding in the bike lanes, riding on sidewalks. Nobody really knows what the fuck's going on because this moped looks like a bike. It's like, I feel like I can get away with anything on this thing. It's awesome. That's Shocks bullshit. are busted on that Check thing. it out. It's How much gas you got to put in it? Oh, I'm dope. How much gas? E-moped, baby. I get 64 miles to the charge. Just a big-ass battery. That's all we got. <laughs> I, got a, I got a back seat, fax. Anytime you want to cruise around, just hold on tight. I got you. We'll be riding around, just the two of us, on this e-moped. That's so funny. You can you can pick the music. Underrated, I'm gonna say, is golf carts. Yes, <laughs> golf carts oh, are very so good. very <laughs> underrated. I just had a yes. I just had a family vacation with my girl down in um, Carolina Beach in North Carolina, and my girl she rented for the week a six person golf cart, like two seats, the driver's seat, and then a passenger. Two seats behind, and then the the two seats facing um um opposite way on the back, and that thing was absolutely awesome. Supposedly it gets like a hundred miles on one t- one full tank of gas, and that thing got up to thirty five forty miles per hour, and it was Damn. it was amazing. It was the dopest experience. And then when it's hot. Riding that to the beach, um, it, it, it was a dope experience. I, I'm I'm really all for all for the golf carts. Love it, flirty. Um, overrated for me 
is plane flying. Like, honestly, I've been in the Midwest. I've been in between. I'm in my cabin in Wisconsin. I've been in Minnesota a lot. Like, everyone in the Midwest kind of fucking drives. We need, a, we need like, a, a, a train system. You know, yeah. flying overrated. Like, I would rather take a, you know, a four-hour train than a two-hour flight. You know, like, give me a train between Minneapolis and Chicago. Give me – I went to college at UW, University of Wisconsin. It's in Madison. I have made the drive from Minneapolis, Minnesota, to Madison, Wisconsin more times than I can count, and it's fucking brutal. There is no reason – uh, we shouldn't have a train system there, but, uh, yeah, flying needs to be replaced by a nice cohesive, you know, all across the U S train system. When we were in Philly, whenever we played, uh, you know, the team formerly known as the Redskins, we would take a train down there. We'd play cards on the train. We'd shoot the shit, rest up, stretch your feet out. It was like the best road game of the year. We like looked forward to it. It was I'm awesome. Huge. I'm so fuck flying. Bring on train. I'm a huge train advocate. Like, luckily for me, in the area yeah. of New York, I um, I grew up in MTA, Metro North, was a huge part of my life um, growing up before I was able to drive. And it's something that, like, hearing, like, and meeting people once you grow up from different areas. And I, I grew up in New York, so we had almost every public type of public transportation like that there is. And I'm just like, even me being 35, I'm just realizing and knowing that every place, every town doesn't have a public bus. And that's like mind blowing to me. That's mind blowing to me that like everywhere doesn't. And then like you're saying, like there's no trains or there's no like not every there's not every area that has a close train station that's going to bigger cities like and i grew up around all of that they're like grand central goes literally anywhere up and down the east coast all the way from new york from new york to maine or new york to like alabama it goes through all the states and that's like and like you're saying that that was always an option other than if you didn't want to fly or take a plane somewhere that was always another way to do things um but I definitely agree with the fact that I feel like I don't know if you're throwing in you're making it seem like we should have someone should have picked trains as underrated because it seems like everyone likes Kinda, trains yeah. here. That's what I would have picked. <laughs> oh, I mean, I love a good train, huge locomotive advocate, <laughs> but my vastly overrated is fuck the subway. Oh, like the yeah. subway is so oh overrated. Everybody in New York is on their high horse about the subway. <clears throat> I kind of love I kind of love the subway. Sucks. Yeah. It's disgusting. I love it. There's rats, there's some dude shooting up heroin, there's a dead body in there. The subway is overrated and everybody in New York needs to get off their high horse. <laughs> And just quit talking about the damn subway. All right, subway. how about when you have a long day, you get in the subway, and you hear, it's showtime, and, and, and the dudes are about to start doing backflips two, two and a half inches away from your face and your feet, and then ask you for money after. Oh, man, I... I I, majority of my friends that I went to high school with, they live in the city and that's the way they get around and they're used to it and they love it. And I absolutely hate it. And, and it's, it's like a running joke. They know like when I come to town that if they even mention any type of plan that the, I don't care if it's two blocks, like if we have to go underground, <laughs> 
bro, I'm taking a taxi and I'll meet you guys there. And they're like, no, bro, it's going to be. No, I will meet you guys there because it's just a different world down there, bro. It's just a different world. It's the underbelly. It's the underbelly. It It is. There's, it's great. I can't get enough of it. (laughs) You're just looking for the camaraderie. I love the subway. Something about All that right. smell, just I love it. Our last thing for today, we've got a little convo mailbag, some fan questions that we're going to bring up here. Our number one question that I think we all have something great for, you're a burglar, but you only steal items to minorly inconvenience your victims. What are you taking this from them? Easy. I'm taking all of your TV remotes and all of your your um your squares and, and phone chargers. <laughs> oh, phone chargers. <laughs> All I had some guests up at the cabin and one of my phone chargers disappeared. I'm about to go on the fucking war path, dude. <laughs> so inconvenient. Oh, so annoying. man. Stealing a phone charger on vacation is like, is, is like, you got to do that, bro. But you got to be a good host. You got to, you got to be a good host and take that on ahead, bro. First, first. Are they, are they, are they still there? Let's find out who. No, they left. Oh. They're gone. My phone charger's with them, dude. I'm going to put a fucking Apple tag on my phone charger next time they all come up. So you want to know how to solve this and see if this works? Everyone that was there, put them in a group chat and say, hey, I don't care, but here's my Venmo. If one of you guys by accident took my, my iPod charger, just shoot me a Venmo. Whatever you think, whatever you think it's worth. Thank you. And and just see if it was the bigger brick too. You know, the bigger brick ones, the newer uh, ones. They charge your phone up real fast, real good. It's my favorite uh, one. Or, or just send a, send send that link, send that message with the Amazon link to the same exact one and maybe maybe someone will send you the money or they'll they'll, they'll get it for you and replace it. But that's awful. I hope so. That's so funny. Maybe, no, or maybe that's, that's devious. Or, may, like, or maybe that. you weren't a good host and they were being devious, bro. And I like it if that was too. <laughs> Someone's like, "Hey, I'm leaving here with something." Hey, you'll find out. I'm an excellent host. I'm an excellent host. <laughs> All right. Maybe I just need to leave more phone charges out. All right. So I liked your pick, facts. If I'm a burglar and I want to inconvenience somebody, you want to know what, what? I'm stealing? I'm going to steal your lady's birth control. Oh. <laughs> Yo, that is... Talk about real inconvenient, man. Wow, that is... Yeah. Good. That's devious. That's, that is devious, but... it's That's devious, but, like... It, I don't know if it'll fully, fully work, but that is very... That's that's very devious. That's that's funny, though. I mean, that could play out a number of ways. Like, imagine your girl's like, oh, my, my birth control is missing. In the back of your mind, you're like, is it, though? Like, did someone break in and just steal the birth control? Or are you, what are you trying to say here? Or, you know, maybe you don't realize until it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm taking. I'm stocking up. I'm going house to house. Birth control. Hon- honorable mention. Birth control band. Honorable mention. Like, taking someone's keys, their car keys, like, like oh, both yeah. sets. Like, having to deal with that, like, getting a new car key made, like, from scratch or, like, hitting up, um, <laughs> the like, the dealer. That shit is a nightmare, bro. Like, it's an absolute nightmare. Or, like, I have a key that, like, you have to get. I have a push to start. So, like, you have to get it, like, programmed. And dealing Mm -hmm. with the dealership to do that is 
a nightmare. Is it's so inconvenient, so inconvenient. Yeah, unless you drive a Kia, and then you can just. I have a bunch of these. Use a a USB a USB. Just open it right up. Mine was going to be the one thing I'm stealing. I'm going to take all of your batteries. Any extra batteries that you have lying around in your house, they're gone. As soon as you need it, you think you got a whole pack, gone. <laughs> batteries is, is yeah. a good thing, too. Or take all the knobs off your cabinets. Oh. <laughs> so <you're>, every time you <laughs> see, I was looking around my cabinet, it's like, oh, <laughs> when you're reaching, if you have, if you have to reach to get silverware or whatever, every time it's just like, what the fuck? Like, what the hell? Like I have to grab from the side or up above cabinets. It, it seems like it, it wouldn't be a big deal, but after a while, like that should annoy the hell out of you. So our next question from the mailbag, what's something you can say during sex and also say at the McDonald's drive-thru? <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> Come on, you can't just fucking tee me up like that. <laughs> <Ba-da-ba-ba-ba>. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you can say, can I double that order? <laughs> <laughs> i'm going with would you like whipped cream with uh, that uh, oh back in the day you used to be able to say can can you supersize me that's what i was just gonna say fags supersize baby and then you just pop in your little nightstand and grab a blue pill you know <laughs> <laughs> the other one I was going to say is you want fries with that? Cause I feel like, you know, you're, you're banging one out and someone says you want fries with that. You're kind of going to be like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's a lovely accoutrement to the experience. Uh, yeah, would you, know? you like this big Mac? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, that's a funny uh, one. That's a funny one. I feel like this this same question could apply in so many different scenarios, though. You know what I mean? For sure. Definitely. Like, different things you can say when you're having sex versus, like, you know, I'm taking this math class. I got my mind on math class. Things you can say while having sex and in math class. Uh, Is this the right angle? (laughs) (laughs) Or (laughs) acute or obtuse. Yeah, exactly. Uh... Or just 69! Like, or people <laughs> saying, like, my, my dick is hard as this arithmetic, you know? <laughs> Here's another one for you. One item you would never pay cheaper for. Ooh. Oh, I can't wait to hear what faxes are. All right, this, this is maybe a no-brainer, but I'm going mattress. Oh. Yeah. I, like, bigger guy, you know, you buy a shitty box spring mattress, like, you're paying for that. You spend a third of your life asleep. You know, like shell out, get yourself a nice mattress, get, get something that you're going to feel good laying down in it. You learn, you know, I'm never buying a cheap mattress (laughs) to do another circle back. You learn the hard way. If you don't, if, I mean, if you do do this, but you can't buy cheap phone chargers, like you can't buy cheap phone chargers. They're going to die and stop working when you absolutely need them to. And most of the, the bootleg phone chargers for whatever reason, they're, it's like hit or miss if they're going to work in your car, like any car USB, like if they're going to work, 
And yeah. it's just like, hey, spin this. USB is not compatible with this device. Exactly. And it's Fucking just, annoying. <laughs> so annoying. It's just spend the extra extra ten bucks like to get the Apple version. Like they they really have a monopoly on all their shit. Like I think they, they do it purposely and like I get it marketing wise but it's like damn bro like we're, we're gonna buy every fucking iphone we're gonna buy it like let the let the bootleggers have the the the, the sauce to make to make like cheaper um um chargers bro <laughs> but until then you, you you have to you have to spend that extra 10 bucks on a, on a real charger because everything else you can buy refurbished and like I, I feel like the way amazon and the way the consumer market is you can probably find a knockoff version of anything and everything that you can pay for that would probably make it kind of worth it. But what do you think? I'm buying knockoff chargers for when you come up to the cabin, Fox. <laughs> Not when they disappear. I still got the good ones, baby. That's what you're supposed to do if you're smart is leave I'm... those out. For your guests, so you're not. I'm trying to be a good host. No, I'm you're only only Apple like ready to go. I got your chargers unlocked. Your shit's gonna be charged up. A good, I fucked up. A good, a good host wouldn't be upset. A good host knows that something might go missing when you have a house full of people. Huh. Uh, here's another thing I'm not cheaping out on. These these two are kind of related, so I'm just gonna put them together. Socks and shoes. Love like love a fresh good sock like a good brand new wool sock oh god that's fucking nice and then shoes like you know when you're you big fucker like, i got these big wide ass feet you buy you buy shoes that don't fit you're paying Absolutely. for it it's not worth it i like it. that answer but it's funny as of late i i've been a no sock guy i i, I fell in love wow. with a with a shoe brand named canes and canes. they don't yeah. they don't require you to wear socks and i also like crocs and and things that yeah I, I feel like socks they put a strain on your toes and your feet and when it's hot my feet get sweaty so i'm a huge fan <laughs> i've been a huge fan of not wearing socks at all but i do understand what you're saying having your feet and your hands are two like our four things combined that <laughs> you need to use for the majority of your life and keeping them comfortable and 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 workable like to your best ability is is very very important so shoes i i, I had to grow out of picking cool shoes versus picking cool shoes that are comfortable like at at a at a at an age of my life because i used Hey, that's how I know you're ready to be a father, bro. Facts. You can't like that's a that's a that's a dad decision, right yeah, there. bro. Like you can't be walking around thinking you're cool with a pair of J Jordans on if they're they're hurting your feet. Like you 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 quickly realize when you go home that hey, like maybe that wasn't worth it. And like my feet hurting for a couple of days after, I I, I grew out of that like big time. So I definitely understand. Another convo mailbag that we've got for us. What fictional car would you love to drive? Easy. I don't know the name of it, but the Men in Black car, bro. Yo. Oh. When the Men in Black car, as a guy from New York, when they're in, I think, the Lincoln Tunnel, and it's backed up in traffic, which is an absolute shit show. You want to talk about being in traffic somewhere? Being in traffic in a tunnel in New York 
is absolute hell. But the fact that you could press a button and drive up the ceiling mm-hmm. and through that traffic, I remember seeing that as a kid and just being like, that shit is fire. <laughs> yeah, and they got all the sick-ass guns in the back. All that, bro. Like, it, it's teed up, ready to go. That's a uh, yeah. 1987 Perfect. Ford LTD Crown Vic. Crown Vic. That's fire. A souped-up Crown Vic. I love it. Love that. Love it. What about you, Bo? Nice pick, facts. All right, I got two. Our first one is the Warthog from the Halo series. Oh. More specifically, the Goss Warthog. Absolutely iconic video game car. You never forget the first time you're driving that thing. The music comes on. You're ripping around. Oh, Halo 2. Like, oh, man, good memories. That was my first one. And my second one, Mad Max Fury Road. The big-ass car with the guy in the guitar (laughs) on it. Who's like his only job is just be like the hype man drummer boy for their little motor brigade. He's like this guy that's like strapped into this harness, just shredding on the guitar with like, a million amps behind him. I want to rip around on that thing. Great, great. You're, you're going to know I'm coming. I think that mine would be the invisible boat mobile from SpongeBob. Oh my God. Just cruising around, <laughs> floating, completely see-through. You're just chilling through town. Everybody's like, what the hell is this guy doing? Just nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> that would be lit. Oh, that's why we need that Gen Z energy on the pod, folks. I love it. <laughs> All right, and our last one. Who is the greatest fictional restaurant employee of all time? This is easy. It is Artie Bucco from The Sopranos. Artie is just your typical, like, absolute madman. But he's a good guy and a good friend at the end of the day. And he let Tony, like, he didn't really let, but, like, A guy that's going to let you have a big-ass tab at a nice restaurant is always a plus. And they had really good food. And Artie Bucco, as crazy as he was, he was a very hospitable host. And I think that I think that was dope. And he he's he's easily he's easily like one of the best um, fictional restaurant (laughs) servers or All right, I got two, as usual. Fucking first one, I'll be quick. SpongeBob SquarePants. You just mentioned the invisible car, Foch. SpongeBob SquarePants was a beast at the Krusty Krab. Just whipping it up back there. Loved his, loves his job. That's all he's got, man. He's a great, great restaurant restaurant employee. And then my other one, a uh, little topical, The Bear Season 2. It's out on Hulu. It's a good show. I cruised through it in one day. My boy Carmi, uh, check that out. He's I don't want to like any spoilers or anything, but... I'm going with Carmi. He's trash. (laughs) (laughs) So we ended with six at the end of the days for Nate. So that means, Bo, you get to do the final send-off. Before we get there, remember this has been Facts and the King on the Greenlight Pod. Bo Allen, Nate Collins, releasing weekly starting on July 19th. Make sure to come check us out on YouTube, audio platforms, Twitter, threads, Instagram, TikTok. The whole nine yards will be there. We'll be having a good time. Bo, six at the end of the days for Nate. Why don't you take it away for us? The Butter King gets a send-off. All right, Facts, you used this phrase earlier, and I absolutely loved it. I think we need to make this a reoccurring thing somehow. We'll workshop it. At the end of the day, you got to look out for those clout demons especially if you're cruising around on Raya like I am. 